TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring. The flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. And welcome to Overnight America. A little later start tonight. Man, this is the second to last show that I'll be hosting for Overnight America. Oh, wow. It's hard to believe the four-year run of the late night show will be ending tomorrow night, at least for me. And I'll be moving to midday starting on Monday. And that's right around the corner. Carol Daniel and Bo Matthews and myself. Three of us will be doing a show called St. Louis Talks, 11 to 2, middays on KMOX. And we're already starting to line up as much as we can starting for next week. And uh, we're really looking forward to it. I hope that you get a chance to give us a listen during the day. I know that the late night crowd doesn't always overlap with the daytime crowd. And, you know, at least from my own listening habits, I know that the times that I'm listening during the day, at least... Uh, normally or when I'm in the car trying to run errands and that seems to be the the most likely time because working late nights or anything doing anything late nights it changes your entire consumption of media it, it changes everything so if you're listening here tonight and you normally listen on 11:20 a.m. or maybe you're listening on the new FM dial the 98.7 locally here in the St. Louis region you're still going to be able to catch KMOX uh, at night, but it's just going to be a lot of Cardinals baseball. And then when the Cardinals are off or doing a day game, you'll hear a late night show uh, host. And I'm not exactly sure the plans, uh, the long-term plans for that, but I just want to let you know, you can always listen to the podcast. We're going to start posting those here soon too. Uh, The St. Louis talks podcast will be up after each of our shows. So if you're looking for something to listen to, I would recommend that. I would learn how to download a podcast and listen to it. There's a lot of different ways you can make it easy. I'm really going to miss you guys. So tomorrow's going to be the very last show of Overnight America hosted by myself, Ryan Recker. Wow. It's going to be strange. We can always connect Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook. It's going to be a way that you can always uh, reach out to me if you want to say something. And, of course, call in during the day, things like that. I'll still be able to check these things. So this uh, show, we only have a couple hours tonight. We'll talk about the State of the Union or the address to Congress, however you prefer to look at it. Brad Young from Harristown Fisher and Young is going to talk about some of the upcoming cases. The Supreme Court will be hearing two interesting ones, one about uh, the Second Amendment, one about the First Amendment. 
two different individual cases. They're both pretty big. Dr. Michael Bussler is joining us, a public policy analyst and economics expert and a professor of finance at Stockton University to talk about the speech from tonight and some of the different things that are being proposed funding-wise from the Biden administration. We'll play clips from it too. And later in the uh, show, after the one o'clock hour, business journalist Elizabeth McBride in her forthcoming book, The New Builders Face-to-Face with the True Face, uh, the True Future of Business. What does that look like? Young entrepreneurs, what's the demographic and what are they achieving? We're going to talk to Elizabeth about that later in the show, too. All right. Um, we've got a couple of minutes before we go to Brad Young. If you want to call in, you can at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. You can always reach us right then and there. And I got my first COVID shot today. I want to talk about that experience coming up after the break. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Nearly a century of informing, entertaining, and serving St. Louis. KMOX. All right, welcome back to Overnight America. I think that this last show is not going to be the most fun show you've ever had, but I still think that it's going to be one where it'll give you a chance to put a little closure. Maybe you are someone that listened to overnight America from the very first day that I took over. And it was four years ago that I took over the show a little over four years ago. So we've spent a lot of time together. If you've been there since day one, that's awesome. I did get a text message. One person said, will you have the gentleman who wrote and sang your overnight America song, do a new afternoon show. Uh, That's an interesting question. I don't know yet. Now, Doug and Donna, Doug has, already said to me, yes, he would do it for me if we asked him. So he is on board for it, which is really cool. I just have to talk to, you see, I got co-hosts now. It's a big difference between doing the daytime and the late night. Daytime, you have other people you work with. Nighttime, it's like, if I just want to do it, I do it. (laughs) I don't have to run it by two other people I'm on the air with or anything like that. But I, it's good. And I know Doug may be listening right now. And he called in the other night, which is great. But tomorrow, we're going to have a lot of opportunities to talk about the show, reflections on it, things like that. If you hated the show but listened to it anyway, we had, I can't remember, it was a Ken who called in last night to say that, two nights ago, whatever it may be. But if you are one of those, that's fine. Uh, we can spend some time opening it. As long as you give the new show a chance, that's what I really want. At least give the new show a chance. But uh, yeah, we'll do a lot of those calls tomorrow. So you don't have to feel obligated to call right now. I I do want to play Brad Young's interview from earlier. I recorded this because I it's 1118 p.m. in St. Louis, Missouri. I wasn't going to ask Brad Young to stay up till 1130 at night. He's a busy guy. So we talked about the Supreme Court cases. We'll take those uh, two of them that are very important cases. We'll talk about those after the weather here in about uh, 10, 15 minutes. But let me go to Rick, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America, Rick. Well, hi. Thank you very much. Uh, there are times that I catch you at night, and sometimes I don't. This is one of those nights that I did and learned that uh, you're going to be hosting a new show during the daytime. Right. Yeah. Uh, once Meryl gets out of the hotel and she can get settled back in her condo, you know, like I said, they've had all this flooding and They've mm-hmm. had to take the furniture and everything out of the condo. There was about five or six condos that were affected, and hers got the mm-hmm. worst. So mm-hmm. they got the stuff out of there. They're supposed to have a lot of t- tile laid down, doing a lot of work on the 
house kind of make it look brand new. They have mm-hmm. to get new stuff. Once she can get in, she can get her Lady A or Alexa, and yeah. I have listened to it. I, I got it for her at an auction with the Missouri Council of the Blind, and uh, she's tried it several times and has picked up KMOX. Oh, wow. And in fact, so where I, is she located again? She's in a town. Well, right now she's uh, where she where she is uh, where she's been living. Uh, she's at another place right now, you know, in this hotel. But her condo is in a town called Windsor, W I N D S O R mm-hmm. Mill M I L L. That's in Baltimore County. Okay, it's and, pretty far away. Uh, uh, but believe it or not, last year. When I went to visit, uh, the day that I flew out of uh, Lambert, I was talking to this lady. She uh, was helping me some there at the airport with Southwest Airlines. She kind of helped Marilyn and I a year ago. Marilyn came uh, down for my birthday, and she saw to it that we got out the caller ride and got on there. Uh, when we left, and I just happened to see her back in last November, and that's when she told me that there were going to be restrictions. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing of it is, I've been busy trying to get ready to go, trying to do this, trying to do that. Like I said, everything that's done is done by me for the most part. So mm-hmm. I didn't get a lot of the news that morning, but then that night when I flew into uh, Baltimore and then when I got up there to Windsor Mill, and we listened to the, her little radio, they picked up KMOX. It's amazing. It really is. Yeah, it is. And, of course, well, as long as you didn't have any other stations knocking it out, you're doing fine. Yeah, and they still like that because the station is called, it's like a clear channel. And it's not to be confused with the former company that was called Clear Channel, but the 1120 AM frequency, there's only certain frequencies that get to stay full power at night on that frequency, 1120 AM and KMOX being one of the big powerhouses still. It's amazing at night how far, and we've had listeners all the way close to Toronto, Canada pick us up. So we got a long, giant reach. It's just depending if there's not too much interference. Now the AM signal used to go even further and stronger before there was a lot more things interfering with it and everything interferes with it. If you think about all the electronics we have, Every device that has some sort of wireless anything on it, it all interferes with it. Even things like garage doors and openers. And if you sometimes drive by um, just the automatic sensors that work with the doors at convenience stores, things like that could even interfere with the AM band. So it's, it's so different than the way it used to. But it never ceases to amaze me that in 2021, you can hear my voice sitting in St. Louis all over the country in some places in Canada. It just never ceases to amaze me. Well, uh, Rick, I'm glad you called in tonight. Thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Wow, that, that is amazing. And tomorrow we will take some more calls on the last show, the last Overnight America that I'll be hosting. Uh, Dan calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, good evening. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You know what? It's too bad that uh, I guess it's good for you, but I mean, it's just too bad to the listeners on how great of a show that you have at night and how great it is to listen to it. And uh, because of the interesting uh, 
subjects uh, and topics that you got going on at night, and I've listened to every one of them while I'm out driving at night, and uh, it's been fantastic. You're going to be missed at night, and I just hope whoever takes your place on the night knows what they're doing and puts a great show together because some of these people that you know that's been on there, they just doesn't they don't have the voice for the radio and. I don't think they have the mind to put a great show together like you have. Mm, well, that's a nice compliment. And to, I'll be a hundred percent truthful. I have no idea what the long term anything is for the show. So the only thing I know is that when there are Cardinals games at night, they are going to air some uh, replays from the daytime shows at night. When there's no Cardinals at night, there'll be a live host in to do a show. So I don't. I, what I haven't heard. I haven't heard or have seen uh, what the search looks like for a new person yet. I think that a lot of uh, time will be treading up until Cardinal baseball ends because there's a lot of night games. So it's just a big question mark and how that looks. Well, thank you so much for the kind words and calling in here tonight. That's very nice. Uh, 314-436-7900. And that's uh, some of the people that are texting in right now you know what will happen after next week that's kind of the plan that we have right now and i think that when we move to the daytime next week i would love for you to listen to the daytime show i actually have a segment but i don't think i have time to play it tonight i think we'll have to play it tomorrow night there's a segment from a recording we did today that will give you a pretty good idea of what the show will sound like. But the, the thing for us, being that we haven't directly worked together, the three of us, it's it's going to take a little bit of, you know, there's still us dancing around and, and trying to feel each other out in the sense that, okay, how much time do we want to take? There's three of us, so we don't want one person to go on into a monologue. And they all looked at me when we thought that, right? Because I'm used to doing the late night monologues and things, being the solo person so not taking up you know and treading a bunch of water we got to move fast as a show go through some important topics i'm really looking forward to the listener interaction and also the guests that we bring on the show by itself will be mostly the three of us discussing certain topics that are you know popular and worthwhile in our region or will affect people listening in this in this area we're not going to do a lot of national topics that have no tie-in to anyone so what I do here at night, like, for example, tonight, um, you know, Dr. Michael Bussler, he's going to join us and we'll talk about finance and we'll talk about the economy and the proposals from Joe Biden, what that administration looks like. So if the president has his way, what would that have on the economy? That thing impacts, you know, that type of thing impacts a lot of people. But business journalist Elizabeth McBride's going to join us later in the show, too. That's something you probably wouldn't hear during the daytime show because it, though it is interesting and a very fascinating topic when it comes to young entrepreneurs and what that looks like and why they're getting into business, I love topics like that. It's just not something that will, it, it, you know, the nighttime gives me the opportunity to dig a little bit into topics that the daytime wouldn't. And this is something that's fascinating to me pace is going to be a lot faster. It doesn't give us a lot to discuss that has a a day-to-day impact on most people's lives in St. Louis. So, you know, there might be things like that that you wouldn't hear. Case in point, State of the Union or the address to Congress was tonight. I'm sure there'd be a lot of discussion on that when it came to the daytime show. Um, Brad Young, for example, he's going to join us after the break. He's from Harris Dahl, Fisher and Young, and he's going to talk about some upcoming Supreme Court cases and the hearings, stuff like that. That's fascinating. That's newsworthy 
People are talking about all these things. Um, let's take a couple of calls here real quick before we go to break. Let's go to Jerome, though, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Ah, uh, you little blankety blank. I love you. <laughs> you know, the other night someone called in and they said they wanted to hear the end of your story, your bathroom story from the uh, buffet. I can tell it. Basically, what happened was I'll, I'll go over to the finer points real quick. And then uh, I'm in the bathroom. Someone says, uh, you know, or it's tugging on the door, they're tugging on top. I'm like, oh, geez, I'm thinking this. And I'm like, I'm in here. Say that a few times or whatever. Then I stop and they stop. And a little bit later, they started again. I'm like, oh, geez, what am I going to do? And I'm like, I'm in here. I'm in here. And they're, and, and, and before, when everything started, they're like, you need any help? So I hope they were someone was talking to a little kid or they were talking on the phone. I said, I can do that on my own. But anyways, what I was doing. So they quit tugging. I say, I'm done. So I, I um, don't finish my business exactly. And I just get out of there. And uh, I, I go next door. And I had my little keys in my hand so I could stab somebody if they were going to try to accost me. And uh, <laughs> You're like I the Wolverine with the keys between your fingers. Pretty much. And uh, I lived, and uh, I went to a Jack Flag show next door, and they got a lot of cool stuff. Oh, okay. I buy Going but, to uh, buffets yeah. and things and what that does to your stomach, I totally understand that. I wanted to real quick see if I could do a freestyle rap for you of our last time together on the show. I would love to hear that, really would. Okay. Ryan Recker is leaving us, and now he's going to go away. I don't know exactly what I can say. He's going to leave me and Mike all alone, and I'll have to call Mike on the phone. And then I won't have my buddy to call because he'll be on the the morning show. And then I'll be all alone calling weird people on the phone. I'll be calling Pizza Hut 12 o'clock at night. And they'll be like, wait a minute, we don't even have food. I said, well, that's kind of rude. We cleaned up an hour ago. I said, so? I missed the Ryan Rector show. They're like, well, who's that? He's the greatest guy that ever existed at Camo X. They're like, dude, you need to get a little sex. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs> Thank you and good night. I was waiting for the end. Oh, Jerome, that was great. It's been years since you've done a rap on this show. I'm so glad that we got one more in. <laughs> Thank you for that, Jerome. And uh, it means a lot. And who knows? Maybe I'll hear you on the other side sometime. That'd be great. Wow, that was that was something else. That's a mic drop right there. The thank you and good night. And this time it was thank you and goodbye. Aw. Hit you right in the feels. I might have to save that and replay it tomorrow night. We'll take a look at your weather coming up with Brad Young after the break on Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, 
T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Get the inside story on what's happening with your St. Louis Cardinals this season directly from the Redbirds manager. It's the Mike Schilt Show, Sunday mornings at 10.15, sponsored by Bath Fitter on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. He's a partner at Harris Style Fisher and Young. Brad Young, how are you tonight? Doing great, Ryan. It's great to talk to you. So a couple of uh, Supreme Court cases this week popping up in the news and two of which uh, do catch my eye and one has to do with a a case that people are looking at as a open conceal case so the second amendment going to the supreme court and whenever there is anything gun related that goes to the highest court of course it's going to get a lot of people's attention i was hoping you might be able to explain what the supreme court's going to be looking at there yes the the supreme court decided to take a case It, it won't be until the next year's term so it's not anything immediate but they agreed to take a case which i'm very much in favor of them taking up this case. It's New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Corlett. And here's essentially the issue. In 2008, I believe, the Supreme Court ruled in D.C. versus Heller that uh, the Second Amendment applies beyond use in, uh, in the militia. In other words, individuals have an individual right to own and possess a firearm. But that case was limited to people possessing firearms in their homes because that was the D.C. law that was being challenged, said you couldn't even own one in your home. And so uh, what's happened since that time is New York and other states have tried to skirt around D.C. versus Heller by saying, well, Supreme Court said you get to own a gun in your home, but there's been no court that stated, the Supreme Court certainly hasn't stated, that you have a right to possess or carry that firearm outside of your home. So that's the issue that the Supreme Court will be taking up next year is whether individuals have an individual right to carry a firearm outside of their home. Mm, Interesting. So this probably doesn't mean much of a question, but when we talk about D.C. in arguments of making them their own state, what kind of laws would change for D.C. when it comes to things like gun ownership? Would anything change for them if there was some sort of redefinition of the territory there, if, if, if at all? You know, I don't really see anything changing there, Ryan, because right now uh, the District of Columbia, they enact their own laws. They have a city council. They have a mayor. They enact statutes uh, just like a state would enact state laws. And so conceptually, I don't think that would change. What's really interesting about this gun case at the Supreme Court, though, is that the court looked at taking up this case just last year uh, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was still alive, and the court turned it down. In other words, you have to have four justices at the Supreme Court to accept what's called certiari, where we agree to hear the case. So when Ginsburg was alive, the court didn't have four justices. Now they do. And so obviously that reflects the change from Ginsburg to Amy Coney Barrett. But now the court will determine this. And I I think it's interesting uh, because a couple of years ago in a a case unrelated to this incident, 
uh, Justice Thomas wrote that the framers understood the Second Amendment to protect uh, more than simply carrying a gun from the bedroom to the kitchen. <laughs> so, in other words, Justice Thomas recognized that the point of the Second Amendment is not to say, wow, you can carry that gun from your bedroom to the kitchen, but obviously they encompassed more than that, and that's what I think the court will address in next year's term. Wow, that's actually a, a great way to think about it. So, yeah, I, I was concerned a little, I thought, sometimes if, you know, how stringent are definitions when it comes to former court um, proceedings. So if you change the definition of something, if that could be re-argued then. So in the case of Washington, D.C. being a state, they'll say, well, technically it was argued before as them having a, being a district, but now that they're a state, we're going to re-argue this case or we're going to bring this back up or this wouldn't um, actually be the right jurisdiction or, you know, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know if it was something like a technicality in some of the way that some of these past rulings may have came down that would open up the door for them to re-argue things like this again. No, I think the way to look at it, it would be kind of a larger version of what we have in the city of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for example, if someone lives in a county, you have you have you have city ordinances, whether it's Chesterfield or Clayton or Baldwin, and then you have county ordinances. And yet in the city, it's one and the same. And I think what you would have is, is that any city ordinances in Washington, D.C. would translate into state ordinances. Mm-hmm. That would be my assumption, and of course, that hasn't been worked out yet because there's still the issue as to whether or not that would actually happen. Yeah. One of the great arguments when it came to the Second Amendment was one that was brought up by Trey Gowdy, who is still my all-time favorite congressman, and I wish he was still serving. But his his uh, argument a lot of times when it comes to gun rights is that the same sort of restrictions that you try to put on the Second Amendment how in the world would you be able to put those restrictions on any other amendments? So in the case of carrying your gun from the bedroom to the mm-hmm. kitchen, it's like saying the First Amendment only is allowed inside of your house. You're only allowed to have free speech from the bedroom into the kitchen. Well, of course, that isn't mm-hmm. the case. So the restrictions that you have on the Second Amendment, it is a constitutional protection. It is something that should be applied like the other amendments. And um, I, I've always loved that argument. That's always stuck with me. And I'm glad the Supreme Court will bring this up. Uh, it, there was something else that was brought up in Pennsylvania. And this is one that I know you've talked about. It has to do with a free speech case in a cheerleader. Yes, and I, I think, Ryan, this is one of the most important free speech cases that we will see in a generation. That's how big I think this is. Mm. Even though this particular case is limited to free speech rights of students when it comes to social media. But the implications, you have to understand every Supreme Court case leads to a greater expansion or a greater contraction of rights. And so the issue in this case in Pennsylvania is that a cheerleader tweeted, she didn't make it on the senior varsity cheerleading squad, and she tweeted at home, actually it wasn't tweet, it was uh, Snapchat, which only went to a few of her very select friends. She did it on a Saturday night on her personal phone from her own house. Mm -hmm. And she sent out a message via Snapchat saying, you know, F the school, F everything. And you know, obviously she was expressing her discontent mm-hmm. at not making the senior cheerleader squad. Mm-hmm. Some One of her friends took a screenshot of that statement, showed it to the cheerleading leader at the school, yeah. and the student was kicked off the cheerleading squad and was also punished in a couple of other ways. Mm. So the question becomes, can a school control what a student says on their own time on the weekends with their own phones 
without having any connection to school whatsoever. Huh. And the implications of this case, from my mind, Ryan, is it's really going to shape how we look at government control over social media for a generation. And oh. so that's why I think this case is extremely important. And it was just argued at the Supreme Court, I believe, this morning. Wow, that's huge. Well, this is a little bit different than an employee and an employer, as in they say something that could damage the business, so they're punished by the business. Um, this is a little bit different because you're talking about public schools, you're talking about a system that is required, and these uh, kids, though they may be minors, still have uh, freedom of speech. So whatever they say, um, it doesn't sound like what they said was illegal. It wasn't threatening by any means. It was just uh, maybe vulgar, but definitely not looked at as some sort of violent threat towards anyone else. It was directed towards, it sounds like, the school system, if anything else, an opinion. So this is pretty big. And I know that uh, a lot of kids wonder, you know, are they going to be punished for something they do outside of school, even though they haven't broken any laws? This is big. It is big, and it's different from an employer-employee situation because that doesn't involve the government. Yes. In other words, the, you know, the, the First Amendment doesn't apply to private businesses. And so if an employer wants to fire an employee for something that they said, there's no constitutional implication with that. Mm -hmm. But if a school district, which is a part of the government, punishes a student for what they say off school and unrelated to school, to me, that's government encroachment on a First Amendment right. And in 1968, the Supreme Court said in uh, Tinker versus Des Moines that the, that the First Amendment rights of students don't end at the schoolhouse door. Mm -hmm. But in this case, and the Biden administration has already stated publicly that they are in support of allowing schools to punish students for what they say off school and on their own personal social media. Mm -hmm. Biden administration is in favor of this. But to me... That says not only does the student's First Amendment rights end at the schoolhouse door, apparently they don't exist anywhere. And to me, that's an outrageous encroachment on our First Amendment rights. Wow, this is a big case. I, I can think of all kinds of examples where this could go in the future. And knowing that there are certain things that the schools would never endorse or the schools try to stay away from, or in some cases the schools even try to push in a different direction, Imagine being someone of faith and then you express your faith online and some other student or teacher finds that offensive and you're maybe quoting mm -hmm. a Bible verse. Can you be punished for that? Because it may not be something you can say inside of the school uh, walls or something the schools think, I should say. So the schools think you shouldn't be allowed to uh, preach or whatever inside of the school walls. So what what if it's uh, something that they find offensive that a lot of pe other people don't find offensive? What if it's something as simple as posting Make America Great Again? You know, during the Trump yeah. administration, where people look at that exactly. as hate speech. And can the school punish you for something that they arbitrarily label as something as hate speech or whatever? It, 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 that's why it's so important, because the freedom of speech is so uh, uh, intimately connected with the freedom of thought that to eliminate one almost eliminates the other. Mm -hmm. And if our school district now is saying we can control everything you say, anywhere you say it, any way that you say it, to anyone that you say it to, mm -hmm. that overarching, overreaching power to control speech would inevitably lead to a power to control thought. And to me, I just don't see how anyone can say it's okay for the government to control everything you say, everywhere you say it, anytime you say it. Wow. That's just beyond 
the imagination of anyone who was connected with the with the framing of our Constitution. So in a case like this in Pennsylvania, if you're hearing the oral arguments in front of the Supreme Court, who would be defending the school system? Would it be the school district? Would it be the state or superintendents? Or who, who would actually be the two sides going at it? Yeah, it would it would be the attorneys for the student. Uh, and I, they were only listed her because she was a minor at the time with the initials of BL uh, and the school district would have to hire their own attorneys. Now they're going to hire different attorneys at the Supreme court because there's only, there's a, it's a very small club of attorneys who get to practice in front of the Supreme court. Um, one of my partners has, has been in front of the Supreme court on more than one occasion. So it, it's a smaller club, but yes, it would be the school district versus the student. But then you would have lots of organizations file what's called amicus briefs, arguing in support of one side or the other. And as I said, the Biden administration has already, I believe, either filed or stated they intended to file an amicus brief in support of the school district, arguing that it's okay to punish children for what they say off of school grounds. And to me, that's outrageous. All right. So Harris, Dow, Fisher and Young, which one of the uh, partners has argued in front of the Supreme Court? Uh, Mike Harris has. And uh and when you get something like that where you have to put together a brief for the Supreme Court, uh-huh. it's all hands on deck. The entire <laughs> office was working on that. That is so and, cool. Because uh, you, it's, it's, you need everyone's help to pull something like that together. Yeah. So if you successfully argue or you're on the right side of the argument, do you get some sort of ring, like a championship ring? <laughs> well, they, no, they, they teach you a secret handshake. But if I tell you any more, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> No golden or green jacket or anything they give to you. Nothing along those lines. They don't put your name on a Hall of Fame somewhere or put your picture up. No, no that's it. So no, he's, no, no, not at all. Just just a secret handshake. And other lawyers, do they ask him for his autograph? <laughs> no, but you know what? His ego has its own zip code, so I'm not going to even ask him. All right. The Supreme Court uh, still kicking. We forgot about them for a while. I haven't heard much action from the Supreme Court lately. So, yeah, two big cases with something like this. You get the arguments. Uh, when do you think we might hear something? Is this like uh, next year, later this year? or uh, What would you anticipate? Well, in this Pennsylvania case, I would anticipate a decision in June. Mm-hmm. So uh, unlike the Second Amendment case with the firearms issue, that will be next year, but the uh, Pennsylvania case with the with the cheerleader and the Snapchat issue, we should have a decision by June. Great, Brad Young, hairstyle Fisher and Young. I got to say, uh, it looks like this will be our last interview when I'm the host of Overnight America, and I have uh, really enjoyed the last four years. And I remember when I think it was Chris Myhill first tipped me off that you were a great person to interview for different legal issues. And we've been, you know, I I don't know how many times you've been on the show. It's a lot. And luckily you don't bill me by the hour, because if that was the case, we'd be in some trouble or hopefully the invoice isn't in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I was waiting for the show to end and then I'll just collectively send you all the bills. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Well, the accountant by itself trying to add all of these things up would be a full-time position because you've been a a contributor and and doing this for so long. And of course, doing the show itself and filling in and you've just been uh, such a great resource. And I want to thank you for those last couple of years. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Ryan. And I can tell you that uh, 
the uh, radio in my office will be on every day from 11 to 2 listening to St. Louis Talks. Oh, that's great. And we'll have to get you on there, too, of course. Brad Young, Harris, Style Fisher & Young, thanks for joining us tonight on Overnight America. My pleasure. And he joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line on Overnight America, KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. All right, Overnight America is here for a couple of hours tonight. And then tomorrow, it's our very last show. I got a tweet from Brent who said, do you remember we had an argument about the theme song? No, I don't remember that. I really don't remember that. Huh. There's a lot of things I don't remember. It's so strange that for me, after the show, it's almost like my memory flushes itself because I barely remember anything. Of If you, by the way, said for the, I'll give you a million dollars if you can tell me everything you talked about the night before, it's 0% chance I'd be able to do that. It would be very difficult. I, I, for whatever reason, like many other radio talent and talk show hosts or whatever it may be, entertainers, it's almost like they have to do that because how in the world can anyone keep track of all of that in their mind at any given time? And it's almost like it, it, almost like by an hourly basis, my brain does it to protect me. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. It's a common thing. So sometimes I remember things, but a lot of times I don't. Maybe it's just me getting old. Oh, my bones getting old. So President Biden had his address to Congress tonight. And we'll talk about that next hour a little bit. Dr. Michael Bustler is joining us, a public policy analyst, economic expert, and a professor of finance in Stockton University. Uh, some of the different money and uh, debt proposals, and here's how we're going to spend it. Here's more money we need for this and that. Uh, there's... um. A lot on the board. Is it really going to be as easy as we're just going to start taxing the rich people and then it'll all be taken care of? Well, of course not. So Dr. Bustler is going to talk about that and we'll play clips from the speech and also the rebuttal from the Republicans, Tim Scott, uh, Senator Tim Scott. So I was going to mention this real quick. I got my first vaccine shot today. Decided to get the Moderna. Uh, I had the option between Moderna and Johnson & Johnson. I decided not to go with the Johnson & Johnson based on the recommendation of a lot of people, including the archdiocese here in St. Louis, who said, well, the practices and how they um, use aborted fetuses, probably not the best. So if you could avoid it, avoid it, which I decided to. So I went to get the Moderna and I went to a CVS to get it. And I think the person administering the shot never administered a shot in her life ever before, because I get there and I get poked and it's like, she treated it like an Atari joystick from the 1980s. And she says, ooh, are you okay? Whenever you hear that from someone that's giving you a jab, that's not a good thing to hear. But luckily, it didn't really hurt that much. Uh, my arm was just a tiny bit sore. It really, I, I guess I'll give you an update tomorrow, but things are well. No problems, no side effects. And scheduled for a month from now, we'll get the uh, second one. All right, Dr. Bustler's coming up after the break. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. 
hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t